my god. Oh my god. Alright guys, what's going on today? I hope that you guys are appreciating that every time I try to uh, get the podcast started right at 35 seconds so that if you flip it on and you don't like my intro music, you can hit that fast forward 30 second button and go immediately to the actual starting point of the podcast. I've never figured out why more podcasts don't do that. It seems confusing to me and it's frustrating. So uh, that's my that's my mini uh, podcast gift to everybody. But today we're going to talk a little bit about uh, energy expenditure and how we think about this as a trainable skill. And more importantly, how we think about it and how we put things out kind of into the universe to help us kind of set our own tone for how we think about how tired we are or I you know I need I need a nap I need caffeine some of these thought processes that we need to start shifting and start changing the way that we think about it because it is a trainable skill right energy expenditure how much energy I am able to put out every day is trainable and so yesterday I started thinking about this as I kind of looked at Maria and I's day, and we both you know, pulled a 13-hour day yesterday, and we did Fight Gone Bad in the middle of it, and then I went into bout of about seven straight hours of work right after Fight Gone Bad, and I didn't get a chance to eat until about 8.15. Maria came home shortly after, and we sat down on the couch, and for the first time in a long time, we both kind of looked at each other and were like, man, I'm smoked. Like, I'm truly exhausted. Now, obviously, eat not eating for seven hours after fight gone bad, like that's just stupid. Of course, you're gonna you're gonna ruin your energy expenditure in that capacity. But I also wanted to try to think about, you know, where does Maria come from? Because she's somebody who I look up to in this capacity. I think she's somebody to aspire to in terms of how much energy she puts out every single day. She works 10 and 12 hour shifts almost every single day. And on days where she's not, it's usually six or seven hours at the gym. And then she'll come home and usually work for four to six hours at home, you know. And so we just recently started redoing our kitchen, subway tile and all this stuff. And she just loves to come in and put out energy. She's not a nap taker. She's not somebody who really overindulges in sleeping in. If anything, she's a bed early person. But it is truly amazing watching her go every day. But she never complains about it. She never puts things out into the universe that are negative as it goes to her emotional possibilities or her emotional capabilities and how much she puts out every day. And so I think about this and I've had this conversation with a few people where we talk about how your energy is trainable. And so every day we have an opportunity, just like fitness, just like nutrition, just like stress management, we have an opportunity to either gain the capability to have more energy tomorrow or in the future, or gain less energy in the future. And so if we think about this, think about the artificial things that we put into our lives that are going to actually hurt our energy expenditure. So things like naps, things like oversleeping or hitting the snooze button, things like caffeine in the midday or the afternoon, 
or really honestly just getting to a point where you accept the fact that you are tired as an excuse when you know that you have to do something or you should do something. And, you know, for me, it comes in when it's stuff that like, nah, I don't really want to do like yard work, right? Like I'm tired, right? And you use that as an excuse. But I think if we train our thought process to be different, where I want to have more energy five years, 10 years, 20 years down the road than I do today, I want to be able to wake up at 70 years old and have as much energy that I do at 30. So how do we get there? Right. If you think about this and some of you guys might in your head think, oh, that's ridiculous. There's no way you can do that. But there are absolutely instances. And I know of people that know their parents are like this and that know people that are 60 and 70 that are vibrant as hell. Like you take like a cookie. Right. Perfect example. Well, how did Cookie get there? Or how does somebody in their 60s or 70s get to a place? Maggie, great example. Huge energy giver, right? And these are just people in our community. I know other of you guys have parents, but how do they get there? Well, the only way to get there is day in and day out to put in an adequate amount or more energy than you want to have when you're 60 or 70. And in that way, you train your capacity to be greater. But if we start to get older and we start to start submitting to ourselves that we are, oh, I'm tired, I need a nap, I'm sick of work, and, I'm, and you sit at work all day and you don't ever think about bringing the energy level higher, right? meeting people above where they're at, bringing a better energy level to your conversations, to your day, to your excitement, coming into the gym after work when you're tired, in training that skill to go above and beyond. One of the big things I tell my coaches to do a lot of times is demonstrate with the real weights, even and especially when you're tired, even and especially when you've already worked out that day. Because when you start to do that, this is the this is the little trick that I used to play on myself when I was competitive. You know, there's this big culture around competitive CrossFit of doing more and doing more workouts. But the problem is, is people are thinking about that the wrong way. It's not about crushing yourself and being elite. All it's about is upping your energy possibilities, your energy capabilities for the future. So it doesn't even matter what you do. It doesn't even matter how you do it. It doesn't matter if it's half-assed. It doesn't matter if it's super intense or hard. And this is a mistake I made for years. It doesn't need to be 30 muscle-ups. It doesn't need to be heavy snatches and clean and jerks. It just needs to be getting on the bike for 30 minutes, standing up and doing Tabata squats in your living room because you've sat on your ass all day long, going out and raking your leaves or cleaning out your gutters because it's not a lazy Saturday. It's not a day where we just sit on our butts and do nothing because that sets us back for our future selves that we want to be. I think in some capacity, and I could be wrong on this, but I, am, I think everybody thinks of themselves. If you, if you envision your future self right now, if you create this picture of a 70-year-old, you are as capable in your mind as you are right now. There's very, very few people who think of a future goal or a future vision of themselves and think of somebody with a cane or a walker or a wheelchair or stuck in bed for the majority of the day, can't get in and out of the shower themselves, can't get up off the toilet themselves. 
But these are very realistic possibilities. These are very realistic scenarios that everybody in our society is going to get to at some point or another. You will lose those capacities, those capabilities at some point. So the whole game is trying to push that back as far as possible. And if you don't agree with that and you don't think that that is the game, you don't think that physically the goal is to stay as energetic and capable for as long as possible, then I need to understand what you're going for. And you're, you might just be somebody who has no goals for the future, no desire to continue to drive success forward. Or you might just be like a crazy intellectual who's doing amazing things with just their mind and their physical capabilities don't matter. But then I would argue probably that your physical capabilities are also going to help drive better mental health also. So there's some capacities of argument in there somewhere. But the important thing to think about then is if this future vision of ourselves, if the future goal that we all aspire to is some retirement on a beach with our family or something where we you know, are up and motivated, still coming to the gym and socializing and doing these things, well, we have to think about what does that future person have to do to get there? What do we have to do to get to that ideal future person? And it isn't napping. It isn't being lazy. It isn't sleeping in. It's going above and beyond to find that extra degree of energy. And so it was a cool change in thought process when I stopped competing and I started only working out for just energy expenditure purposes, right? When I start feeling like I'm lazy, I'm going to do something active, right? When I start feeling tired, I'm going to do some air squats. You'll hear me sometimes and I'm going to back away from the microphone, go change of state. And you just change your state right there. Change your state, change your state of mind, change your physical state. How quickly can you do that? How capable are you of that? Can you get on an airdyne, go hard for 30 seconds, and immediately take yourself from lazy, tired, and out of energy to switching your mentality and having the energy to come in and just do a quick workout? Socialize a little bit. Bring some energy to a meeting, right? How quickly are you capable of changing the way that your energy is going out into the universe? And how quickly can you change how you a lot of times are also going to be the days that you are the most energetic. And if you're not, then you've probably done some dedicated work in this. And there are some times where, I'll tell you what, uh, another person to aspire to for this is Star Fox. And Star Fox is a firefighter, and he understands that his purpose in exercise is being prepared at all different kinds of days. He's had stories where he's had to, you know, get up at 2 a.m. and go dive into the Scioto when the water temperature is like 30 degrees. And, you know, he's on a diving team to go into that situation when you're asleep. You have to be prepared to put out energy given any state of sleepiness or tiredness or any of that stuff. You have to throw it out and be capable at any time. So he understands that that's his purpose when he exercises. And I've seen him come in where he's been on a long 27-hour shift, a hard 27-hour shift. And he still comes in and he still hits what I would consider to be, and I can remember some very challenging workouts where he would come in after a, after a long shift and 
go right into, you know, taking his kids to school, come immediately to the gym, do squat cycle, then do class workout afterwards, then go home and then sleep because he hadn't slept the day before. But that is a trained skill. You are not going to be capable of that tomorrow. If you go to sleep every night at 10 and you wake up every day at 8 and you don't have a job where you're required to do that and you, you know, go to work and crunch numbers and sit in front of a computer all day, it's going to be pretty freaking hard for you to wake up at 2 in the morning and go out and start exerting your full physical capacity. That's just not in your repertoire. You've never trained it, so you're going to be terrible at it at first. And you don't need to. There's no reason to, to train that for you. Right. But the important thing is, is knowing that we all have that capability. Right. If Chris can do it and Maria can do it and there's a thousand other instances of doing it, tomb guards. Right. That was where I learned how to do it. If it's capable of being done, then we understand it as a trainable skill. And that's the important thing to think about. So if you guys feel like you're in a, in, in a position, I think over the next two months, well, it's gorgeous weather today, but let's say, you know, let's say we have a really harsh February. It's easier to start automatically dropping our energy expenditure throughout the day. We don't want to be outside as much, right? We're not up on our feet. We're not playing spike ball. We're not going to the beach or the ocean. We're not running around. We're not doing errands. We're not outside working on our yard or on our roof or on our house. We sit inside, we watch movies, and we automatically allow ourselves to drop that energy level. So what are things that we can start to do? What are things that we can start to put in place to change that state, right? And there's a million answers to that question, right? Ramwad, yoga, Tabata squats in your house, Tabata burpees, all that kind of stuff. And it's funny because we have a couple parents, and I'll just take Lisa Armitage as an example where... Ben and Charlie, her, her two young boys, they're super high energy kids and they'll, they might be running around like crazy and doing all this stuff in the house and all of a sudden, you know, you can tell they're starting to get bored. And so what does Lisa have them do? Well, she has them do burpees and she has them do squats and she has them do these other things. And, you know, it satisfies in the moment. But there's also this underlying thing where, yeah, but you're also giving them more energy in the long haul. And that's something I've always told parents about our kids program is they're like, well, this kind of, will this wear my kid out? I'm like, yeah, for, you know, an hour or so. But in the long run, it's going to give them more energy. It's going to give them more capability. And so, oh, man, like, that's this big catch 22. So, uh, but that's, that's a great thing. If your kids are high energy, that's awesome. That's something to be so grateful for. It's not like, I get that it's more stressful. I do get that. It's more stressful to live with Maria sometimes when she's super high energy. And sometimes I just want to lay and watch a movie or go and see a movie or do something that is a little bit lazier. She's too high energy for that stuff. And so sometimes that's hard, but it's hard in a great way, in a beautiful way. And we should all want the people in our lives to just be smiley and energetic and happy to see you and bringing all this extra positive energy into your life, that's what we should really want for ourselves. And I think when you think about yourself in your head, that's what you think of your future self being. So if we understand that, and you guys have ever done any vision training or goal training, this is stuff that I've done over the past two years as it pertains mostly to the business, but I also put it into my, my own personal life 
is you think about there's this vision and it's really far away, right? I always kind of think about it as like, it's, it's like the moon, right? It's just way out there, right? And that's this future vision of yourself. And, you know, you sit there and think, okay, how do I get to the moon, right? And there's just, if you think about all of the things that had to happen for America to do that, to get to the moon, it was just this big process and you could check it back and check it back and check it back to Copernicus, to Aristotle, to so on. Like it goes way back, right? But think about it in your life. If you think about, you know, this future vision of myself is this concept in the future that I want to be, how does that, how does a person get there? How does a person do that? What are the things that then I need to start pathing backwards, right? So if we think about, well, the first thing for the moon, if we take it all the way back to the very first person is somebody just has to observe the moon, right? Like, oh, there's this thing and it looks like it's out there and it seems to be out there all the time. That's our first process. So the first thing is just observe who you want to be. And then everything from there is this journey that happens in between and you can path it back from 15 years from now to 10 years from now to five years from now from three years to one year to what does the next 90 days look like inside of those next 90 days what does the next 30 days look like what does the next week look like and what do my days look like inside of those weeks for that future vision to be accomplished and so if you think about that a different way think about it as in this future vision of myself i don't ever want to be the person who struggles to get off the toilet right awesome how can I guarantee that I will get there? Well, if I wake up every single day and I do 100 squats every single day to start my day, then you can pretty much guarantee that if you do that every day, every single day for the next 15 years, I can guarantee you outside of some catastrophic event that you will still have the ability 15 years from now to do that air squat, because you've done it every single day. It's just like anything, right? If you take a pen to paper and you write every single day, then 15 years from now, it probably stands to prove that you will be able to write in 15 years because you're doing it every day. You're in the practice of it. And so energy is a practice just the same as anything else. If you allow yourself to get into this low energy, negative place, you are automatically going to be a low energy negative person. The more that you allow that affirmation to go out into the universe, the more you speak that about yourself, the more true it's going to be. And so you have to start thinking about how you communicate that stuff. If you start thinking about instead of my 2 p.m. coffee, I'm going to go get my blood flowing for a little bit. I'm going to do a couple air squats. I'm going to do a couple lunges. I'm going to you know, do burpees. I'm going to walk around the block. I'm going to go do, you know, whatever it is, standing desk and have a little fidget bar and play with my feet and do some different things. I'm trying to think for people, you know, that stand at desks, but I'm going to change what I'm doing. I'm not going to go to some temporary drug because in my head, I've told myself, oh, you're tired. Got to take some synthetic thing to get more energy now. Because do you see where that thought process goes? As soon as you're tired, then synthetic thing enters and now I've got more energy. And that's the only way that I can get it. And that's the only way that when I'm tired that I can fix it. And so when you get tired at four or five o'clock and there's no coffee around, oh, I'm screwed. 
there's no coffee. There's no drugs that I can take to start having more energy. I'm fucked because my answer has always been not to respond with things that are more energetic. My response has been to take a drug and that drug then convinces me that I have more energy. And so if you start to change your thought process towards that, that will help you be a more energetic person. And the same thing goes with positivity. We've been talking about this stuff now as it pertains to anything. Trained skills. We can train our mind and we can train our body, right? And we can train them for almost anything. Anything that you have seen another human being accomplish, right? And this is, there's a discussion. uh, John Lesh sent me a great podcast talking about skill and what is skill and what is talent and you know they had this great discussion about the differences between the two and you know is it trained or is it something that you're just given and I think the argument is much 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 towards now and so much of it is trained right and there are some things you know Height is one of the very few things. It's just like, you know what? You really can't train height. But we can train weight, and we can train muscle mass, and we can train fast twitch fibers, and we can change aerobic capacity, and we can train almost anything else. Anything that has to do with hands and hand-eye coordination, you can train, right? And some people might have to train harder than others. Or I think another way to put that is some people don't understand how other people have trained or how hard other people have trained to acquire the skills that they have. And it doesn't always show up the same. So this was something that was always funny to me when I thought about it with my brother. He was a fantastic piano player and he learned music very quickly and it came easily to him. And I really struggled with music and musical instruments were never anything that came easily to me. But now when I look back on it, it was that I didn't have the patience to practice. I told myself, I had affirmations of negativity as it pertained to music. Oh, he's good at this. This came easily to him and I suck at it. And so I never really worked hard at it. I never practiced. He practiced all the time. He understood the, what, what the practice took. He did what his teachers told him to do. And so in that capacity, it wasn't that he was naturally better at music than me. It was that he understood that it needed to be trained. And I didn't get that. And the same thing went maybe for sports where I understood that, you know, I had to train my basketball shot a certain way. And maybe he didn't understand that the same way. And so he maybe just went around and kind of, you know, threw up hook shots from the three-pointer or, you know, messed around. And, you know, I maybe went out and diligently practiced my free throws. And so that's, it's just a different thought process towards skill and ability and how you communicate about it and how you think about it. But I think energy is no exception to that. I think if you consider yourself to be a low energy person, and let's just think about the energy that we put out every day, right? If your actual energy expenditure, and this is what I think about when, when we talk to new beginning CrossFitters and people beginning on a fitness journey, if your day is get out of bed, Make breakfast and then sit down at a kitchen table and eat your breakfast. Maybe watch a little TV. Get in your car. Go sit through rush hour traffic to go to a job where you sit down all day. To get back in your car to sit in traffic. To come home to watch Netflix sitting on the couch. Your energy expenditure is incredibly low. 
at base level. Now, if you come into our doors because you want to start exercising, that's going to be a massive change for you in terms of energy expenditure. It's going to be challenging for you at first. But all we're really doing is adding about four hours of energy expenditure addition onto your days. The rest of your day doesn't necessarily change. So that's a, that's a small change. But if we start talking about becoming a person who can endure 12-hour shifts on your feet or 24-hour shifts on your feet and being prepped all the time, I remember when I, when I first went to basic training, I was exhausted all the time. I mean, it, basic training infantry soldiers are notorious for just being able to like sleep standing up at any given time in the most uncomfortable of situations. And any soldier who's gone through that probably remembers just being passed out in a 130 degree cattle car in full battle gear with a bunch of other guys laying all over you just because your energy expenditure is so high all the time. So you take whatever you can get and then you battle on. It's the same thing for the tomb. You get used to that, right? We're on our feet. You show up to work at 6 or 7 a.m. and you're on until 7 or 8 a.m. the next day and you are on your feet the entire time. And your energy expenditure capabilities just go through the roof. You just get used to being up for that extended period of time. You use, you're used to being on your feet for 20 and 24 and 27 hours. And at first, it smokes you. It is such a drastic change that like you can't get enough sleep. You can't get enough calories or rest. People lose 60 pounds in training there. And it's just because the energy expenditure change is so drastic. But after four months or six months, you get totally used to it. And then you see these guys, then it's not enough. It becomes an addiction. Having more energy, it becomes a test. They start testing each other. So guys do Ironmans where they get into full uniform, right? So a tomb guard, you know, we wear this full wool uniform. They will get into uniform at 6.30 a.m. They will be in what we call full ceremonial composure. So fully locked up like a tomb guard on the tomb plaza. From 7 a.m. until 7 a.m. the next day, 24 hours straight. They do every single walk the entire day. They're down for maybe 10 minutes every hour, and that's it. And a lot of times these guys are doing this out in 100-degree weather. I never took on this challenge because, number one, I, my, my knees and back and body couldn't handle it, and these guys are studs. Um, but moreover, I wasn't really into that, that competition that these guys were constantly pushing the envelope on energy expenditure. It was unbelievable to watch. These guys would get down and, I mean, they'd be physically tired. They'd be emotionally tired, but they still had more juice left in the tank. And it was incredible to see. But that's who Maria is. And it's, it's amazing to me. I'm constantly in this pursuit of trying to be better in this instance. And I've been surrounded, I've been lucky to be, I'm grateful for being surrounded by people who are amazing role models in this capacity. And it's always something for me that's been, it's been cool. It's cool to be around people who are high energy, who are high positive energy, and they give that to other people. There's literally a term called an energy giver because you give other people energy just in being around you. What a gift that is. What an amazing personality trait that is. I think that we should all aspire to be a better energy giver for the future, not just for like our kids and our families, but just for every interaction and relationship we have in the future. 
you're an energy giver, like, man, that's one of the top notes that somebody can say about you. That's cool. That's awesome. And for the future vision of myself, I hope to be the best energy giver that I can possibly be. And more than anything, I'm just thankful to be married to somebody who already has that skill and ability and already can bring energy to any room that we ever walk into. It's just cool to be around. It's fun to be around. And, you know, it's why people really enjoy being around Maria. And it's cool because we keep training it. We're not backing down in any capacity. We work 12-hour shifts, 10-hour shifts, 15-hour shifts on Sunday. It's just like, and it's nothing. Just working, just just constantly, you know, taking on new tasks. But we try to never get to a place where we look at each other and just like, I'm tired. I need a break. I need to stop. Because that's putting that negativity into the air and that's submitting. And we don't want to get there. Our future visions of ourselves are just as high energy as we are, you know, just as high energy at 55 as we are at 35. So I hope that's something for you guys to think about. And I hope as you guys start thinking about when you start to get tired, Pay attention to what the voice in your head says. Pay attention to where, where it goes to. Does it tell you to go and seek out chemical dependency? Does it tell you to go for caffeine? Does it tell you to take a nap? Does it tell you to submit and quit? Or is your first go-to immediately, I need a workout, right? I need to move. I need to get some blood flow. I need to go and have a positive conversation. I need to go bring the juice. Got to bring the juice. Got to change your state. Got to think about that. Sorry, some of this podcast is going to be loud, but that's what I think about. That's how I think about it, right? That's how I that's how I bring more energy. You guys probably hear now, like my energy is just higher as soon as you as soon as you do that, man. I'm I'm coming in tonight to uh, squat cycle. I'm just going to bring the juice, and I'm pumped for it. Uh, but that's you know it's something that uh, has has been a trained and continues to be a trained skill for me. So I have to work at it. It's not easy for me. It's easy for Maria. It's just been who she is since the day I met her. And some people just have that skill. Some people just have it and it sits there and they don't necessarily have to train it, but they do train it without even thinking about it. They're training it all the time with every communication, every interaction. You watch Maria train somebody and she's screaming and jumping and laughing and smiling and and encouraging them. And that is training a higher energy level, but that's just who she is. She doesn't have to force it, right? Sometimes I have to force it and that's okay. But we have to understand that as we go through our days. So I hope you guys enjoy this one. And I've got some fun stuff coming up this weekend for you. And uh, let's get it. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Phone checker.